What do you do when a client or a potential client quickly says "hell yes" and then promptly disappears? Hi, welcome to another conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find out about me and how to work with me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're taking off the cover of a dirty part of moving through the online business space. And that's the idea that anonymity often protects us from revealing our worst selves, that it is a place and an opportunity where clients and potential clients can grab at all kinds of ideas, be instantly inspired, instantly motivated, want to be all into whatever you're offering or putting out to the all, you know, putting out to the world, and then they can quickly disappear, never to be heard from or seen again. And when you're an online business owner and you're putting your best self out there and you're trying to build an audience of no like and trust that you're trying to show people who you are and how you move through the world, nothing feels more defeating than people saying yes and then quickly saying no and disappearing into never never land that's where today's listener finds her question so i'm gonna read it and i'll find you all on the other side Heather, I just listened to the podcast on self-sabotage. What a great reminder that we always have choices. Just because we said yes with the best of intentions yesterday doesn't mean that it's going to work today. Thank you for giving us a blueprint for having those hard conversations. My follow-up question is about how to manage these things in the online world, which is different, I think. I think we've all been on both sides of that call. Uh, Let me start that one over. I think we've all been on both sides of that coin. I know I have. A common one is this. 50 people sign up for your challenge, but then just don't complete it. Or you say yes to a challenge, a support group, or an offering, and then you find it just isn't working for you. Of course, there are a lot of different reasons and scenarios and circumstances, but I'm interested in your take on how the conversation changes in the online world. It's so easy to virtually drop in and out of all the things. Part of my question is working on my own thinking, and part of my question is how I'm thinking of moving forward in my business and doing it differently? Is commitment viewed differently in the online world and should it be? Yes, absolutely. I I do think commitment is viewed differently in the online world. Um, And I think it would be easy to sort of go to what I was saying at the beginning of the recording that, you know, the online space offers us so much anonymity. The offer, you know, the online space makes it so easy to show up one day and simply disappear the next. We can ignore a follow-up email pretty easily. We can pretend we didn't see some sort of message or notification and we can just hide rather than having a hard conversation with the business owner of sort of saying, hey, listen, I said yes to this thing, but my week is getting crazy or this actually isn't content that's working for me. So I've just decided to pass. It's just so easy to stop and go away. And as business owners, we have to live with that reality as consumers. Now, you're asking this for both sides of the coin, the business owner side and the consumer side. I think you'll find as I look at both sides of this conversation that some of the information is interchangeable and some of the perspective is interchangeable. But I will tell you that my belief and my bias is that online business owners experience this more than brick and mortar business owners because they give their consumers 
permission to disappear. I think a lot of, you know, I think a lot of what we're managing in this conversation, if I'm going to be really, really honest and, you know, really offer my perspective out here, it's going to challenge and disrupt some feathers a little bit, I think. But I think there's an incredibly low barrier of entry for people to build an online business. You don't have to have any business experience. You don't have to have any management management experience. You don't have to have, you know, sort of any leadership experience to suddenly decide that you want to sell a product, offer a service, put it out to the universe and have people buy. One of the things that, you know, I've sort of been quoted as saying, and I know this is going to seem like a tangent, but I, I, you know, stick with me because I want to bring you back around into it is that if people, you know, stopped having imposter syndrome, I would be going out of business. And it's this idea that because the barrier of entry is so low, it's so easy for people to come into the online business space, be filled up with puff magic unicorns and rainbows, think everything is possible for them. And then it's not until they're about to show up, put a spotlight on who they are, what they do that they realize like, oh my God, do I have any business being here? Oh my God, like what if this whole thing isn't for me? What if I don't, you know, what if I can't hack it? What if I can't manage it? And that fear as a business owner ends up meaning that business owners put less responsibility and expectation on their consumers. It creates an environment where we take what we can get. You know, part of this is I think, you know, this conversation is what I call Pat Flynn syndrome. Because when I started in the online business space, I was a huge, huge consumer of Pat Flynn's podcast, Smart Passive Income. And I am such a a dear fan of his. But I also take issue with the fact that he just repeatedly, repeatedly said, give away your best stuff for free and people will, you know, clamor for you and they'll want to buy from you. And, you know, the reality is, is that's only part of the sentence he should be saying. That's the first part of the sentence. The second part is like, show people your best and then ask for the sale. But what ends up happening is people go in, they go like all in, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed. They realize that they have to put themselves under a spotlight. Then they realize that they can't just show up and wave and say hi and look cute doing it in the pitch-perfect Instagram post. They actually have to have a strategy behind it. They get scared shitless. So then what ends up happening is that they just keep offering content, offering content, and whatever people are willing to read or look at or consume is good enough. It creates an attitude that they'll take what they can get and they put out their best stuff and they offer their best challenges and they put out their best support and they don't ask for anything in return of their consumers. They don't say, hey, if you're going to show up to this challenge, I need you to participate. If I notice that you're not participating or this isn't your thing, then I'm going to like, I need you to know that this probably isn't the right challenge for you. We offer these free challenges. We with no expectations of consumers. We offer these opportunities with no expectations of our leads because we are hungry mofos who just want whatever business we can get. And that's why it's so easy for people to disappear on us because we have taught them who we are so they believe us. And the online business market has trained people to this model that you can just consume a five-day challenge, learn everything you need, and then go on your way or not even show up, but just like sort of spy on the person's email, see what's possible for them, and then maybe go and copy it yourself. 
It creates a system that enables a lack of commitment. Now, as a business owner, you get to say, this isn't for me. This isn't how I want to play. This isn't how I want to do this. This isn't what I want my business to look like. And you get, you get to say, not this, but you do have to define for yourself what that is. And that will often include being open to the idea of welcoming in smaller numbers, a more concentrated following that come with the expectation that if you're participating in this, I'm going to have expectations of you. And that is the real conversation. That is why people disappear is because the online industry has basically given them permission to do that. But if we take away that permission. If we say, hey, you're going to show up. You're going to be learning from me. This is a group challenge. You have a responsibility to the group. You don't have to take that. You don't have to choose that. But if you choose not to, then this isn't the right thing for you because this isn't one-on-one coaching. So you get to have the hard conversations and set the expectations as a business owner of your paid content, of your free content, of any group you're offering. You get to say, not this, that. I am only willing to continue this with you or with this group if X, Y, and Z happens. You get to set that expectation and that's the way you change it, especially if you set the expectation and you follow it through with accountability. Now, the other side is because we're all in this online business space, we have that same training as consumers that we can say yes to someone's challenge. We can say yes to someone's, you know, pop-up Facebook group or free offering or whatever, and then suddenly bail on it, that that's the way the industry works. So a good example for me recently is James Wedmore's business by design program. He had like, I, I call it one of the sexiest launches I've ever seen, like, It was so dialed in, laser focused, and it was filled with such good marketing that it totally sucked me in. He had the free Facebook group. He had a workbook to complete. He had a five-day video course, all of this, and it completely sucked me in. And then at some point, I was like, why am I even doing this? He teaches a scalable business model that doesn't currently interest me. So I said yes, because it was this neat little shiny object, but it was not going to be anything that moved my business needle, you know, that moved the needle in my own business forward. So I bailed on it and I exited out of all the emails and I got out of the group and I stopped doing the thing because of the fact that I caught myself. But that's because, (laughs) that's because I'm me, right? Like I'm the mindset person. So I pay attention to my stuff and I caught myself doing it. And I don't think in a launch where they were launching to, I don't know how many thousands of people, they really, you know, James Wedmore really cares that I stopped, you know, watching his video series. So I didn't feel the need to tell him, but in some of the more smaller, more intimate communities where people are trying to have these curated, these curated conversations, I'm saying that word wrong twice, curated conversations with people who are specific to a niche or specific to a conversation, then, you know, maybe the expectation is different. Maybe it's more of a conversation about what you expect of your consumer and what you expect of your clients 
kids. You also, too, by the way, get to decide like where you lead your people to. So one of the things that you might decide is that you are going to move, you know, off of social media, that you're going to use one of the new software programs that's out there to develop and build communities outside of an Instagram story or outside of a Facebook group. But you are going to control the conversation because this is what you want your business to look like, not that. But it requires you to be mindful and it requires you to be intentional as both the business owner and as the consumer. Why am I saying yes? What are my expectations? What am I going to do if my expectations are not met? Why am I doing this? What is my purpose? What am I going to do or how am I going to respond if I see that people aren't responding accordingly? But you want to get in the mud a little bit and you want to get dirty and recognize that like this this industry has trained people to move in this way. If you need people to move differently or you yourself need to move differently, you're going to have to be mindful about how you have that conversation. That's what I think this looks like. I don't know if this is where you expected me to go or where you expected me to take it, but that's where I land for today. Thank you so much for such a thought-provoking question and something that really offered an opportunity for dialogue. I, I think it's a really great question, and I'm very grateful to be able to answer it. If anybody listening wants my two cents on your life or your business, particularly as we're heading to the end of 2018 into 2019, anything I can do to set your year up for success next year or help you round out this one with a bang or at least with some you know introspection and reflection i love the opportunity to do that send your questions to me you can always find me over at heather at choose to have it all.com thanks so much for chatting with me today i look forward to talking to you next time bye for now